Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. of the Banner Banter Podcast. It is Monday, August 27th, 2018. This is episode four of the Banner Banter Podcast, just a Boston Celtics podcast from a season ticket holder point of view. I am your host, Timmy G. Thank you again so much for joining us. You can find us on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Before we start the podcast today, I just want to give a shout out to my cousin, Connor and my new cousin Lauren they got married in Vermont over the weekend up at Jay's Peak if you guys have never been to Jay's Peak I'm not a big skier but that place is crazy there's a lot of stuff to do up there especially in the off season where you might not think a ski resort has some you know a lot of things to do but it was a great time congratulations to you both the ceremony was whew, it was a tearjerker it was it was great so shout out to the both of them and I also want to give a shout out to Marcus Morris and Shane Larkin they recently opened up to Jackie McMullen on ESPN.com, who did a five-part series on mental awareness in the NBA, mental health with the players. Kevin Love kind of spoke about it last season, which was one of the first times an NBA player that was like currently playing kind of made news about it. And Shane Larkin opened up about his OCD and how it's affected his life on and off the court. And then Marcus Morris kind of opened up about some depression and some battles that he's facing and how awesome Danny and Brad were towards him to make sure that he felt comfortable enough to not only talk to them about it, but talk to others about it and to talk to the public about it as well. So it's great to see that the Celtics organization is so involved with these players, not only mentally on the court and physically on the court, but also mentally and physically off the court as well. So shout out to Marcus Morris and Shane Larkin as well. We also got to give a belated 84th birthday shout out celebration to Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Heinsohn's 84 years old. He, he kind of looks it, but the way he acts during those Celtics games with Mike Gorman by his side, which is, you know, basically his best friend. They've been doing the games since the 80s, like before I was born and, you know, during the prime of the, the 80 Celtics. And it is incredible that Tommy still has that much passion about a sport that he has played forever. He played it. He coached it. He's announced it. You name it. He's been a part of it. So I know a lot of people don't like Tommy. They're kind of over it. And I know a lot of people love Tommy, but either way... In a few years, I'm going to assume that Tommy's not going to be doing the Celtics broadcast anymore. And he does make those broadcasts a lot more enjoyable, whether you like it or not. It is it is more enjoyable, and I just want all of us to cherish maybe these last couple seasons that Tommy is going to be on the sidelines with Mike Gorman. So the Celtics made a couple moves. Well, not really a couple moves, just one move, really. They signed P.J. Dozier. Dozier, Rozier. You know, they, they just love the Zers, basically. P.J. Rozier... Uh, he, got, he was acquired from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They signed him to a two-way contract, and he's only played in two NBA games. A lot of you might remember the name P.J. Dozier because a couple years ago, he was part of the South Carolina Gamecock team that made it to the Final Four for the first time under um, Frank Martin. And that, that team was led by Sin Thornwell, who is now playing for the Los Angeles Clippers. It was a great, great story, and shout-out to my buddy Eric. 
He's a big Gamecock fan, so shout out to him. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how P.J. Dozier does up in Maine for the G League for the Red Claws, which is the Celtics G League affiliate. And speaking of the Maine Red Claws, they are going to have an open tryout Saturday, September 15th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Arbach Center, or I'm sorry, the Arbach Center in Brighton, which is the new Celtics practice facility. So if you think you got a shot and maybe playing in the G League and showing Austin Ainge and Danny Ainge, and Brad Stevens, what you got? Maybe go down there and try it out, and 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 see if maybe if you can be the next future Boston Celtics player. We now interrupt this podcast to bring you a very special banner banter investigation, Celtics unit report. Okay, we're doing this a little bit early in the podcast, but that's okay. But this banner banter investigation is about Eric Williams. He was number 55 for a couple of great Celtics teams in the early 2000s with Paul and Antoine, Tony Batie, Kenny Anderson, Tony Delk, all those guys. He was part of those teams. He was actually drafted by the Celtics in 1995 in the first round, 14th overall pick. And he played in two stints with the Celtics, played 95 to 97, then went to the Nuggets, came back and played with the Celtics from 1993 to 2003. And actually his his final season with the Celtics in 2002-2003, he played all 82 games for the Celtics, and he started 79 of them. You really don't hear about that much anymore in the NBA, especially from a starter's point of view. I know Jason Tatum did, you know, this past year because he was so young. He played so many games, and I can't believe how many games he actually played. And we all know that if Gordon Hayward didn't get hurt, it would have worked out differently. But the question is, what is Eric Williams up to now? Well, the first thing that I did, I went to his Twitter page, at Eric Williams Yo, and it looks like he's... Uh, I kind of can't explain it, but there's some Illuminati stuff going on. If you just look at his Twitter avatar, he's got a $1 bill pointed upside down. And he's There's some arrows pointing to it. It's very bizarre. And his name is Salvis Atik Bey. I'm pretty sure, after talking to one of my other friends, that he has changed his name to Salvis Atik Bey. He also has some hashtags, if you scroll through some of his Twitter, hashtag Bey like a baby. So it's very interesting to see that he changed his name, but he has been through a lot of stuff. So in 2011, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast watch the show on VH1 Basketball Wives. Him and his wife were actually on that for four seasons. I've never watched a second of that show, but it's crazy that Eric Williams and his wife made it to that show. And then back in 2013, he was in a movie called Caribbean Heist. Never heard of it. It probably went straight to DVD. And then back in 2014, he went on Twitter and actually admitted that he was homeless. He was broke. He was $24,000 in debt for unpaid child support for his 13-year-old son. And it's pretty crazy when you think about Eric Williams in debt and then you think about Antoine Walker and how much debt he's in from all his gambling days what was going on with that team? Did the Celtics not have a financial advisor during that time? That's It's so bizarre to me that both those guys who played on that team are not doing very well for themselves right now. I, Antoine Walker is obviously changing his life around a bit, but Eric Williams, that is your banner banter investigation for the week. Eric Williams, a.k.a. Salvis Atik Bay. But if you guys want a fun little Twitter read, follow him at Eric Williams Yo and find out everything that you you may need to know about 
this guy and what has happened since that fun little run from 1999 to 2003 of the Boston Celtics. Okay, now we're going to break down the Celtics roster, their contracts, what the Celtics are going to do, how much money each player is getting. Is this going to affect them coming down the road, especially for the Celtics? So the first thing we need to realize is how much money the Celtics have right now for their salary with all the 15 contracts that they have signed. And right now that's at $126.7 million, which means they are $3,018,887 over the NBA luxury tax. Now, I know a lot of you are average Celtics fans, some, just some family and friends that are listening. Hi, Mom. Thanks so much for listening. This may get a little crazy, but it it, it really all is going to make sense. A lot of the professional sports leagues have hard caps where they say, okay, we're going to give you this many people to have on your roster, and we're only going to let you pay this much money. For example, we'll round up a little bit. $100 million for 15 players. Now, You may think, wow, that's actually a lot of money, but you're not going to give someone like Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Kyrie Irving only like six or seven million dollars, so everyone is happy. You're obviously going to pay those players a little bit more, so the NBA says, all right, this is what we're going to do. We'll give you a little bit more, but if you go over that, you're going to have to pay us some money. What that means is basically now the Celtics are going to have to pay $1.50 per every dollar that they are over the luxury tax. So, for example, this means the Celtics are going to be paying about $4.5 million back to the NBA for going $3 million over the luxury tax line. The math is a little bit more advanced. I'm, I'm just doing it for simple math. Now, if the Celtics went $5 million or $10 million or $15 or $20 million, every standard tax per dollar changes. So, if it was $5 million to $10 million, they'd have to pay $1.75 per every dollar that they spent over the tax line. So if the Celtics tax was actually $10 million over, they would have to pay $10 million times 1.75. Now, the reason why I say this is important is because the big, the big story going into this season, minus Gordon Hayward coming back, is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to take that next step? How are the Celtics' minutes going to be given, a, given away to all these great players that they have? But the big question is Kyrie. Why hasn't he resigned? Will he resign? Well, let me just break this down for you right now. This year, Kyrie Irving is going to make a splash over $20 million. And if he were to resign with the Celtics right now, he could get a four-year deal for $101 million. So you're saying to yourself, wow, that's not bad. It's like $25 million a year on average. Why wouldn't you do that? But the NBA salary cap's going up next year to about $108 million. So that means there's more money on the line. And because the Celtics have his bird rights, the Celtics can now pay him more money than any other team in the NBA, which is very important. So next summer, when Kyrie has a player option with the Celtics, he can say to himself, all right, Do I want to sign with the team for four years, $139 million, or do I want to sign with the Boston Celtics for five years, $188 million? So think about that. Kyrie, if he resigned right now, would leave $87 million on the table. I'm pretty sure all of us 
would say, you know what, I'm going to wait out one more year. Now, let's say he doesn't want to come back to the Celtics. He could still make $38 million more. So there is no need for Kyrie Irving to resign right now. I think Wick Grosbeck understands that. I think Danny Ainge understands that. And I think Brad Stevens understands that, which is why Brad and Danny are kind of not really answering those questions. Like when Kyrie wants to talk about it, Kyrie will talk about it. But with that being said, I do, like I mentioned last week, I do want Kyrie Irving to come back and say, hey, I'm not going to make the decision until this summer. So everyone needs to stop talking about it. I love being here. And that's that. I mentioned about two minutes ago, bird rights. What are bird rights? Bird rights basically allows a team to exceed the salary cap to re-sign their own free agents at an amount above the maximum salary. Every NBA team can offer someone a max contract. That's what we did for Al Horford. That's what we've done for Gordon Hayward when he re- when we re-signed or signed him as a free agent. And this basically came from the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics were the first team to ever exceed the salary cap so they could re-sign, any guesses? Larry Bird back in the day in the 80s. So this is so this little exception could help not only the Celtics re-sign Larry Bird back in the day, but now Kyrie Irving, one of the top 10 best players in the NBA. And, you know, Larry Bird's one of the all-time greats. So it, it's, it's kind of cool to see how this is all kind of coming together. I'm not worried about Kyrie coming back to the Celtics. I think he's going to, I'll say it right now, I'll say it on record, I think Kyrie's going to resign. Just not because he can make, you know, an extra $49 million if he can resign. I think he likes being here. I think he likes Brad. It's going to be his team. And I think he, it's okay to kind of not be LeBron's teammate and not have all that pressure like you can't let LeBron down or you have to play up to LeBron's standards. Now it's, this is my team, we're going to roll, and whatever Brad and Danny think is best, that's what we're going to do. But when you look at it, what, who's Kyrie going to play with? Does Kyrie want to play with all these guys? This year, you obviously got Gordon Hayward. He's going to be making $31.2 million. He's literally going to be making $11 million more than Kyrie. Al Horford, 28.9, almost $8 million more than Kyrie. Then you got Marcus Smart at 11, Jason Tatum at 6, Marcus Morris at 5.3, Aaron Baines and Jalen Brown at about 5.1. Terry Rozier at 3 million. Yabo at 2. Robert Williams and Daniel Tice in the million and a half range. Semi Ojale is also in that million and a half range. And Jabari Bird is about $1.3 million. And then you have Brad Watermaker, who's making less than a million dollars. That right there, if you're Kyrie Irving, you want to play with those guys. And then next year, this is what is going to happen if the Celtics pick up team options okay number one you got gordon hayward al horford kyrie irving marcus smart jason tatum aaron baines jalen brown and yershon yaboselli the yaboselli thing is a little interesting because usually they don't have to pick up these team options until after their second yeah after their second or third full season in the league but and it's usually in the summer but with yabo the Celtics have to make that decision before November. And that's super important because Yabo is making $2.6 million. So let's say they cut him and then cut Brad Wanamaker and then maybe sign someone else at really cheap, like from the G League. The Celtics won't have to pay any of the luxury tax, which is super important because another thing about the luxury tax is a repeater tax. And what I mean by that is if you pay the luxury tax in three out of the past four previous seasons, you have to pay more money 
Now, you know how I mentioned the Celtics have to pay $1.50 for every dollar that they go over the luxury tax? If they repeat doing that next you know, next summer, the summer after that, and the summer after that, they're going to have to pay $2.50 to the dollar. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And does Wick Grosbeck want to do that? So if the Celtics do re-sign Kyrie next year, the Celtics would be $20 million over the luxury tax if everything works out, which means they're going to have to pay the league $48.5 million. The reason why I say $48.5 million, how the Celtics going to get that money? Well, one of those things could be ticket sales. And as a season ticket holder, that means my money's going up to watch Kyrie Irving perform every night, which isn't a bad thing, but it's it better work out. It it, it has to work out. It, Wick is going to take a huge risk by paying all this money in hopes that he can bring Banner 18 back. And they got a great reason why. They got Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Kyrie Irving. But the team also has to think about Al Horford. Al Horford's 32 right now. Next summer... He's going to be 33, and they're going to be giving him $30 million. Is that okay? Are the fans going to be okay with that? Al Horford, another year older, maybe a little bit slower, maybe not as productive as he is. You know, we all, I'm, I'm a big fan of Al Horford is good. Oh, I know a lot of people don't think Al Horford is good. I know the money may not show that, but I think Al Horford is worth the money that he is. But is 33-year-old Al Horford worth worth $30 million. Because if you got rid of Al Horford, for example, and Jalen Brown's contract's up, Jalen Brown obviously deserves a crap load of money, especially if he makes the year two jump to year three jump like he did from year one to year two. He's going to probably ask, I don't want to say a max contract, but he's probably going to ask for $18, $19 million. So would you rather have Jalen Brown at the age of 23 or Al Horford at the age of 33? So these are great positions that the Celtics are in, but what does Wick want to do? How much luxury tax does he want to give back to the NBA? It's all very, very important questions. And not only do we have to worry about Al Horford's money, you also have to worry about Marcus Morris, Daniel Tice, and Terry Rozier. Guess what? They're all going to be free agents next year. Baines has a player option. These are big-time decisions. Like, if all this crumbles, like a, like the team option for Tatum and Brown and Yabo and player options for you know, Al Horford and Aaron Baines. In 2021, if if Kyrie Irving re-signs the 2000-2021 season, it would just be Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, and Kyrie Irving. That's it. Three guys on the team. So we got a full squad of 15 that on paper we're all obsessed with. And then in two years, we only have four. I'm sorry, three. It's, it's absolutely insane to think about. And that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight with all of you is to to enjoy this upcoming season because we're going to be the Boston Celtics are going to be good for a long time. The players that we got right now ne- this time next summer if we're on episode, you know, let's say 58, they might not be here. Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines, Jalen Brown. Those guys might not be here, and that's a little scary to think about. So that's why we really have to enjoy this season. I trust that Danny and Wick are going to do the right thing and spend money the way that they should to make sure that this team can stay together for a long time with Brad Stevens as the coach. But end of the day, you really and truly have to think about what is going to happen if Kyrie signs, who's going to go away? Or if Kyrie leaves, who's going to get too much money? Or are we okay with the current roster re-signing Terry Rozier, re-signing Jalen Brown, and not having Kyrie Irving? It's just something to think about. That's kind of the breakdown of the Boston Celtics roster this year 
We got 15 guys already signed. A lot of team and player options coming up in the years to come. So pay attention, just not to Kyrie re-signing, but pay attention to the other guys, you know? Do we want to re-sign Marcus Morris? Do we want Aaron Baines back for another year? If Daniel Tice or Robert Williams develops, would you rather give Daniel Tice, you know, a $5 million deal and get rid of Aaron Baines? A lot of things to think about throughout the season. So pay attention to those guys because those guys' improvement, the, the amount of minutes that those guys get or don't get could affect not only Wick Grosbeck's wallet, Danny Ainge's wallet, when he what he can do spending-wise, and it could affect how Brad Stevens coaches, uh, coaches the team in the future. So that's that, and there's all then, there's something else that we got to do, and I think you know what it is. And now it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week. Ah, yes, 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 yes. The Celtics stud and Celtics dud of the week. Episode four. Here we go. The Celtics stud is going to be Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Little Mountain, a.k.a. Haylaw. Kyrie Irving's mother passed away when he was four, and she was part of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. And he actually would officially became a member of that tribe, him and his older sister, over the um, earlier last week or this week, however, however you want to say it. Um, and he met like a majority of the people that his his mother was a part of. And it was a really cool story. Very weird, but Kyrie Irving's a very weird dude in plain English. Like the Illuminati stuff, the world's flat stuff, all that crazy stuff. So shout out to Kyrie for getting his own name, Little Mountain, hashtag Little Mountain. But his the the name that he get he got is Hala, but it's spelled H E L A, but it's means Little Mountain. So shout out to Kyrie for that. And our Celtics dud this week. Let's see if you can recognize this voice right here from Chris Forsberg and ESPN. I really don't care. Uh, the league is watered down at this point. Everybody is making different moves. I'm only worried about the Boston Celtics. I'm not worried about LeBron James, Lakers, Cavaliers. Just trying to figure out how we can get better going early and, uh, you know, we can, we can make it to the promised land. We can be special, super special. I think you know that. I think everybody know that. And I was just like, good on paper we just got we got to get it together and make sure everybody come in and you know have the same mindset but yes that is terry rogier and just like a couple weeks ago with jalen brown i understand the celtics players are confident i really do they need to stop telling everyone that they are i like this boston celtics team as the underdogs the ones that no one believes in them that's why everyone enjoys marcus smart and Terry Rozier and Aaron Baines, those guys who hustle because no one believed in them. I do not want that to be taken away. I want Terry Rozier to say, yeah, we got a good team on paper, but who knows what's going to happen. We're going to go out fighting. None of this like, yeah, it could be something special. You guys are being too confident and starting to scare me. I need that like underdog attitude back for this Boston Celtics season. I, I really and truly do. Ugh just thinking about it i just don't want that mentality to go away it's going to drive me insane okay that's that episode four in the books find us on basically every form of podcasting websites you could possibly imagine next week will be our fifth episode which means we will be on spotify not this week 
but next week. And you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podbean.com, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher.com as well. Those websites also have apps. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Banner Banter Podcast and on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18. Um, next week, don't know what we're talking about yet. Got a couple ideas, maybe possible lineups, maybe possible minutes. I might have a guest next week. I'm, I'm going to try and start getting some guests. I just want to get my feet wet and get comfortable doing this before we got a guest. I'm going to try and maybe get some season ticket holders to join me so we can focus on the season ticket holder aspect of being a fan of the Boston Celtics and what we're expecting from them Um, might break down the lineups and maybe like who's going to be the starters for some games against certain teams and who's going to be the sixth man is Jalen Brown going to get the sixth man of the year I got a I got a bunch of ideas just don't know what they're going to be yet but I promise you it's going to be good thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys soon have a great week and be safe on this upcoming Labor Day weekend toodles and noodles X's and us sorry but I'm gone I'm history And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.